Oh my god, Victoria. We're finally back. Oh my god. Oh my god. Another season of Harry Potter Minute. We'll be talking about Chamber of Secrets. And there's so much to talk about. I am so excited for this. Really though, we do have a lot we, we do have a lot of things to talk about. I am excited to talk about stuff like Gilderoy Lockhart. No, I know we're gonna talk about Gilderoy Lockhart a lot. A lot. There's so much because he's a the lot. five is it the the five time winner of Witches Weekly's most charming smile. Most charming smile. Most charming smile. He's probably not qualified for his position. Probably. Probably? Not. Nah. I don't think so. <laughs> Something fishy about that guy. <laughs> Something fishy. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Uh, oh my god, we get to go to the burrow for the first time? That's fun. That is I fun. I love the burrow. Me too. I think the burrow feels so cozy. They're the most, like, kind of traditional family. We get to meet Dobby. We get new characters. We get Dobby this year. We did get a few new characters. Well, more new and then elaborated on characters. Because I gotcha. believe... I believe Ginny will now show up in the picture. Yeah, Ginny has a bigger role to play. We only saw her briefly in the first one. More Ginny. And the introduction of Dobby, and of course, the introduction of Gilderoy Lockhart, which we already <gasps> mentioned. Literally, the week after the introduction of Gilderoy Lockhart is the introduction of Lucius Malfoy. Right? Oh, he's a he's a character. He is a character. He's, he's extra. So extra. Uh, after the burrow, we get to see the Harry and Ron steal a flying car. And don't we all just want to want to fly a flying car? I would love to fly. I would be really scared to fly a flying car, actually. That poor car. I mean, it, you know, they run it right into a tree. Yes, we get to meet the Whomping Willow. If not you just any tree. Not just any tree. Yeah. If you want to say meat, I mean, it's, I guess that's going to be on a... Is it, it's, it is sentient. Oh my god, is it sentient? Well, we'll t- save it. <laughs> that's going to be fun. That is going to be fun. This is a big one, you guys. We're, we're going to open the Chamber of Secrets. Find us at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dueling Genre. Ready? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> this is the first time I'm looking at this so intro, so I'll be surprised. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the... Oh, you changed it up. Edit, edit that out. Forget about that. <laughs> Cut that. Ready? Starting over. Starting over. (laughs) Hello, welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we ride the ambulance of Rocky 2 one minute at a time. (laughs) We have a long season of this, Jay. I wish I was in an ambulance right now going (laughs) You can write your own intros, man (laughs) Today we're knocking out Minute 7 Which begins with a helicopter shot of Philly And ends with City Hall I am uh, Jason Haynes I'm Doug Greenberg And joining us back again for the second day here Is Matt Marchand Ooh, nice Nice. How is this? (laughs) Marchand This again (laughs) Hello, Matt. Welcome back. Well, we're doing great recaps, right, from from the past Rocky film. So. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. Uh, I have to apologize <laughs> to the fans. I, I'm sure Matt got some of it on the um, on the last recording, but I didn't realize how bad it was. My kids in the background are acting like wild animals, and some of it made its way onto the recording, and I apologize. I tied them up and uh, stuffed them in a closet so they shouldn't bother us. <laughs> 
um, all kids will be kids, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, so what do we got? So we're back in. Um, well, wait, I didn't even go fast forward to the next one. I should have done this while you were killing children. Uh, we have um, an aerial shot of the docks. Okay. Why don't you like, like lower that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Aerial <laughs> shot of the docks, bringing mm-hmm. us back to Philly. Uh, this is this shot, though. This isn't an aerial shot, I want you to know. Which is? This is not an aerial shot. It's not an aerial shot. No. It's not a helicopter nope. shot? This is, we're going over the bridge, because if you watch it, you can see the stanchions of the bridge going by. Mm. So this is this would be like Ooh. the view from the ambulance as you're going over the bridge. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. You yeah. watch these these little, those things, that yeah. thing, that's mm-hmm. the, the poles of the bridge that you're going over. So you're looking out the bridge over at the docks. Damn. I thought it was a, like a helicopter shot. This is f- 1978-9. They didn't have helicopters yet. When were helicopters? <laughs> I, I was going to point out that um, that's one of the things that you never saw in Rocky 1 was an aerial shot because there was no money for anything like that. And you thought in Rocky 2 they splurged for helicopters? Why not? This is a, we're on a bridge on the ambulance driving. All right. Fair enough. Ye- yellow helicopters. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Plated in gold. <laughs> Unless the only explanation would That's be... That's a money to play with this time. If, you were, if the camera was above the helicopter and those those black things were the, the rotors. The rudders. Rotors. <laughs> Can I have a charger? Computer charger? What? Computer oh. charger, I mean. Um, yeah, so they were on the bridge going over. This brings me, though, to a very interesting article that I found. Um, this guy, Dan McQuaid, uh, he's a Philadelphia... He has a phillymag.com. Uh, so it's like okay. a, things to do in Philadelphia internet site. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously a Philadelphia guy and a Philadelphia expert. He wrote this article in... It was written actually 2015, August 5th, 2015, at 3:05 p.m. He published it. It was posted, <laughs> and he wrote. The title is "The Ambulance Route in Rocky II is Completely Baffling," mm. and the it says the emergency route at the opening of Rocky II is even more confusing than Rocky's run. Now he says, um, he wrote an article about the uh, the Rocky's montage run. Um, the running room Rocky 2, which we're not there yet, so we'll get to that. Dan McQuaid, this is right. not his only time we'll be discussing him. Hmm. Maybe we'll try but, to get him on. Um, we should actually maybe try to get him on. He he uh he's very he looks very into Rocky. So anyway, he says the ambulance route begins on the Gerard Point Bridge, which is south of the spectrum. According to athletic state athletic mission guidelines, all promoters must have an ambulance to the location of the boxing match. Presumably that was the case in nineteen seventy-three, right? So the ambulance. Seventy three, on the seventy nine. I'm sorry, it says nineteen seventy nine. I said three for some fucking reason. <laughs> anyway, the ambulance could have picked up Rocky at the Spectrum, headed south over the Gerard Point Bridge, made a U turn, then headed back up north, uh, I ninety five towards Center City, where the ambulance route takes place. This makes little sense. So he's basically saying that for some reason the ambulance left the, would have left the Spectrum and could have just gone north and gone right. right to Center City to the hospital, but for some reason it went south, made a U turn to come over this George Street Bridge. So, um, basically saying the ambulance went the wrong way. So, mm-hmm. if, if the ambulance with its sirens on is rushing toward the arena, he wants to know why it went the wrong direction to begin with. So, then he goes, he, he traced, uh, wait, hold on one second. Um, this is this is what he talks about. The next shot after I-95, the, the ambulance going on I-95 is, uh, the next shot after I-95 is right at City Hall, headed north, and about to turn onto Marcus Street, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There's an ambulance. Here's the ambulance headed north. He puts like pictures of where the ambulance is. Here are the ambulances headed north at Broad and Pine, um, which means it must have turned right onto 13th, headed south to Lombard, then turned back around onto Broad Street, which is a pointless loop. <laughs> so then he goes, here's the ambulance again, continuing north on Broad Street as it approaches City Hall. How many wedding party photos would have been ruined if that no turns traffic light were still in the center median? So there's a a light here. I guess that's a popular place to take your wedding party photos. So then he goes, next we see the ambulance on the north side of City Hall with the Masonic Temple on the left, which is now the Courtyard Marriott in the rear. The ambulance approached City Hall again, and this time, instead of turning right into market, the driver decided to loop around the building. (laughs) (laughs) The ambulance continues down the street, heading west on JFK Boulevard. Uh, Wait until you see where the driver ends up taking Rocky. (laughs) I must say, the opening montage is photographed well. Kudos to Bill Butler, who we're going to get to shortly. But to go west on JFK to an indeterminable alleyway in Philadelphia is a bit much. The alley did confuse me. You know what they were trying to do, right? Right. They were what? trying to prolong the trip so Rocky died and, and, and you know, <laughs> Apollo wouldn't have to have that rematch. So then he goes um, – he, he's, he a couple of things that aren't really relevant. And then he goes, after the ambulance turns Darien Street, it passes by the McVeigh Israel Cemetery. Yes, that means that the ambulance reaches its final destination, Pennsylvania Hospital. For some reason, Rocky was taken to Pennsylvania Hospital in a route that circled around City Hall and delayed him from getting important medical treatment for, for minutes, if not longer. It's a wonder he ever returned to take on Apollo Creed again. <laughs> so Dan is actually saying that possibly Rocky should have died in this ambulance because it went <clears throat> minutes upon minutes out of the way. Well, Matt, Matt just said um, that they were trying to kill him. Maybe we uncovered <laughs> a uh, conspiracy here. Yeah. Okay. So that's- <laughs> when he said there ain't going to be no rematch, I guess he really meant <laughs> And we will be visiting Dan McQuaid's articles again because he has the same – type of article about Rocky's montage run later on mm-hmm. in the thing. Um, I'm, I'm a little intrigued by that Masonic temple. So basically the ambulance he's saying left the spectrum, went the wrong way, made a U-turn, came back over the bridge and then did some things in Philadelphia, circled around City Hall when it didn't have to, made some other loops, went down some obscure alleyway and did some different things. Uh, probably There was probably a much more direct route from the Philadelphia spectrum to Pennsylvania Hospital that they could have taken. But, duly noted, weird. Dan is not a movie producer or director or so. Mm-hmm. That's Dan's opinion. Well, I mean, we wouldn't be able to call ourselves Rocky Minute if we didn't, uh, you know, cover little things like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every minute detail. I mean, God knows people watch the movie not really knowing Philadelphia that well and just assume that that's the, the route. quickest route. Right. You but just also- drove around an ambulance with a camera photographing crap. Going over the bridge is what gives us the aerial shots that you thought were in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if they didn't take this route, we would be wouldn't have those beautiful shots of Philadelphia and the discussion on whether or not that was taken from a helicopter. Mm-hmm. I I would um, like to know if maybe Mike Kunda will include the ambulance route on mm. his tour. Oh, we went on the tour. We did not. We should. He should, and he should do it in an. He should get an ambulance and do it in an ambulance <laughs> in a, a tour that's like refilm the whole scene <laughs> with Mike Kunda going like direct way. That'd be awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mike Kunda doing a narration. Mm. You know, it it would make like a really good trailer or really good like promotional video. That would be, be awesome. Yeah, with um, the redemption music in the background. All that. Uh, Hey, Mike, we're with uh, we're, Ti with the Ti mix. <laughs> we're trying to help you market, Mike. Yeah. So remember way back in Rocky when uh, the title card for Rocky, not the scroll, not the opening scroll, but the title for Rocky, small white print? Mm-hmm. 
Now we have Rocky two, small yellow print. Mm-hmm. Roman numerals two, not the number two. Uh, and we have the title card for or the uh, credit for Sylvester Stallone. And what has Sylvester Stallone been up to since we last see saw him in Rocky one? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Oh no, do you? That's a good question. <laughs> well, he starred in Fist, F I S T. You know how to spell Fist? Uh, but I don't know if it, is it Fist or is it F I S T because it's you know when you look it up it's written with F period I period He's, S like it's, it's an acronym. Yeah, there was a, a feud. There was a feud on that set. A was feud? There? I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, it was one of the writers. Because Stallone made a remark about it, about spending a lot of money on another film. I can't remember what it was, but there was a feud, and Stallone wanted his character to live at the end. And they said, okay, after a big thing, they were like, okay, you get one shot to film it. So there's there's a version where where he lives at the end of that movie. Uh, I never saw it, so I didn't even know he died. Yeah, I so what you're talking about. Oh, <laughs> It's a great movie. <laughs> I, I heard it's it's not bad. I heard it's not a bad movie. I mean, the the I don't know if the F I S T acronym stands for something, but um, like um, the, the title is a little Federation International State Truckers or something like that. Oh. Something weird like that. Well, he's uh, he's some kind of union boss. That's all I know yeah. about it. Uh, that was in 1978. Also in 1978 was Stallone's directorial debut. Paradise Alley. Mm, it's my favorite alley. Yeah. The reason why they the uh, studio didn't want Stallone to direct Rocky Two was because Paradise Alley um, did not do well. <laughs> so they were worried about his his uh, chops as director. Um, but they they went with him I anyway. Like that I think that's it. That's, that's a good movie. That's like one of the lesser known Stallone ones I saw by accident as mm-hmm. a kid. Like my dad was watching it, so I I started watching it and. I, I always just remember that opening where where they're jumping over the the roofs rooftop. Also, right. never saw it, but the uh, it, the description of it it sounds it sounds like it could be entertaining. You know, three three it's brothers all, like living in a ghetto. You know, one is like a what what a wrestler, Matt, or some yeah. kind of fighter, and the other one's yeah. like trying to promote him. And and the other the third brother is uh, like some kind of con man who's who's trying to use his. Uh, his grifting skills to to help his brother out. Yeah, Stallone's a, a like a con artist in that one. Yeah, it's really cool. He has this pet monkey that he steals and he ties up at night. How is this not an instant classic? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> pet monkey. And either either in this one or the other one, uh, the guy who plays the clips from Lock Up has a really great suicide scene. Really? And I was like, oh my god! Lock Up filmed always, in uh, Raleigh, New Jersey. What are you laughing at? You don't even want to know. Um, I was trying to see what up. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Jay does when, when the guests are talking. No, I was trying to see. Um, you, we kept we were talking about FIST, so I, I tried to see what the acronym meant, what FIST standing for. So I put, what does FIST mean? And it directed me to our good old friend, Urban Dictionary. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh I, no! I can't even say it. This is a, we want children to listen. I can't even tell you. Just look up for yourself. Go to Urban Dictionary. Look at fists. <laughs> My lord. So <laughs> go ahead. Continue on. Are any of the definitions suitable? Hmm. Let's just say that you know how Urban Dictionary puts things into sentences for you. Mm-hmm. Let's just say 
the, under the top definition, the sentence is, hey, Richie, please. <laughs> blank, blank, blank. <laughs> hey, hey, Richie, please. And then the word defining and then two other words. Oh, my God. Lord. Fair enough. <laughs> Whew. Uh, but Joe Spinell, mm-hmm. Mr. Gazzo, our good friend, yeah. uh, had a uh, had a part in Paradise Alley, and his character's name was Burp. Burp? Burp. Hmm? Burp. Oh, well, by the way, from oh, last time I was on, someone. not last episode, but last time I was on, <laughs> uh, you guys were talking about the great fate of Gazzo and, Body, uh, and Buddy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys brought that? Well, since I went back and I checked that out, and... Uh, yeah, man, two in the head. Yeah, yep. Buddy got crazy. Two, uh, I thought Buddy. Well, they both got shot in the head. Um, sorry if we spoiled anything, yeah. but that was uh, yeah, that was in the Rocky Four novelization. Yeah, because they he they, he has a, a cameo in in Rocky Three that they cut out mm-hmm. in the dressing room in Rocky's dressing room. But yeah, that was pretty intense. There's some Rocky Four, man. That. That that wow that could have been two movies. It, it could have been. been two movies. When we get to when we get to Rocky Four because I I um I can't say I read it. I listened to the audiobook, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and Rocky Four is so different in the in writing than it was on screen. I mean, we love Rocky Four for what it is, but there was a lot a lot of extra content in the mm-hmm. book. Yeah, like they only use twenty percent of that for the movie. Yeah, it's crazy. If you look at the script and then you look at the novelization, and I guess what the coolest thing about it is it's penned by Sly, right? So mm. you know it's canon. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. You know, and there was rumors that that film was four and a half hours long originally. Wow. Four, and four and a half hours, hours cut Jesus down to Christ. about eighty-five minutes. Yeah. Uh, we got Talia Shire. <laughs> Talia Shire. Since we last saw Dear Adrian, uh-huh. Talia Shire was in a TV movie called uh-huh. Kill Me If You Can. The Godfather saga was released on TV as a miniseries. Godfather 1 and 2 were re-edited together in chronological order and released on TV. Wow. So that, that must have been wild. So it must, I wonder I mean, if that, that's out on, on a collection. I'd love to pick that up. I think... I don't, I don't know if it's if they released it um, like for purchase, but it, it was like a like a six part miniseries or something. So I guess all the, like the um, old Don Corleone and Italy stuff came first. If it was released in chronological order, you're gonna have to call uh, Mike Chapman and get a fan edit of that a TV cut. That, that's, print. that's probably interesting to watch because Godfather Two, like they jump back and forth from present day to Italy to old Italy. I call so, it Italy. 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 <laughs> Grandma, my grandmother calls it Italy. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, sorry, no, no, sorry. She was in uh, Tally Shire in Daddy. I don't like it like this. <laughs> no, uh oh, it's not oh, what you think. No, <laughs> not what you think. Not what it sounds like. It was uh, also yep. written by and starring Burt Young. Burt Young and Tally Shire are a couple, mm-hmm. and. They have a child who um, Burt Young feels oh. is is soft. So what he does is he I did. <laughs> he sets up. Daddy, I don't like it like this. Burt Young thinks his kid is soft. <laughs> he sets up matches where his kid is going to get beat up to toughen him up. And during one of the what? beatings, yeah, during one of the beatings, I guess his his son cried out, "Daddy, I don't like it like this." 
So, uh, you know, get your minds out of the gutter, yeah, like everybody. Child abuse? Uh, yeah, in this yeah, day and age, it would yeah, typically do. be called child abuse. Yeah. Without question. <laughs> Can, you imagine Burt Young? Can you imagine Burt Young sitting out there, like, out on the lawn right, like, today, having kids play each other? <laughs> yes, yes, I could. beat that kid up. I could totally imagine that. Uh, 19, maybe not today, Burt Young, but 1978, Burt Young, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, man. Uh, she was also in a movie called Old Boyfriends. We get, uh, during this, ambulance is still driving around. Mm-hmm. We get um, the Burt Young credit. Now, Burt Young, oh, speaking of, uh, well, I, you know, he was also in Daddy Don't Like It Like This, so I'll, uh, I'll get there. Um, Burt Young was in a uh, 1977, a movie called Twilight's Last Gleaming. Uh, 1977, also 1977, he was in a movie called The Choir Boys. Oh. 78, he was in a trucker movie called Convoy, and his character's name was Pigpen. I, yeah, I, yeah, I saw something on that the other day. Did you? I, I can really, I can yeah. totally see him playing a character called Pigpen. Why? I don't know. Yeah, someone, someone posted that. I can't remember who it was. Someone in one of the groups posted that. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, you know what? I think you're right. So, somebody posted like the, uh, like the, the. Um, like the promo poster, like of a it. scene, a scene. Oh, I thought some. I yeah, like a scene, and, and I saw. Well, there was artwork, I think, from it, or like a picture from it. But mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure they posted a scene, like a chase scene or something like that. Well, I mentioned Twilight's Last Gleaming and the Choir Boys. They were directed by a guy named Robert Aldrich, and Daddy, I don't like it like this, which Burt Young wrote. He had. Um, well, I don't know if he did or the student. You know what? I think that was a TV movie anyway. But Robert Aldrich, who he, who he, uh, I can't, I can't think of this word. When you not compiled, but you shared moment. <laughs> uh, what do you want yeah, to say? They, they came together. They worked together on, on these. Collaborated. Two collaborated. They oh, collaborated. Yeah. Uh, Daddy, I don't like it like this. Robert Aldrich's daughter Adele Aldrich directed. Oh. So I don't know if. Uh, if Burt Young has some kind of history with the Aldrich family, but there you go. Did the daughter have to fight the other kid? <laughs> <laughs> For the part? Oh, God. Like, Take that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to look into that, Daddy. I don't like What fight, um, Matt? Matt, where are you from again? Montreal, Quebec. Is it when you fight in Montreal, do you say, Take that? It's <laughs> during the fight. <laughs> yes. I, I, I go to like, a lot of wrestling events and stuff like that, and it's pretty. It's pretty fun. It's mostly uh, French swearing. <laughs> I swear a lot at each other in French. Okay. Right. So the ambulance is still going through. We have Carl Weathers now. Carl. Well, I mentioned um, Burt Young's 1978 Uncle Joe Shannon. That was the last one. Carl Weathers. What has Carl Weathers been doing since Rocky One? Well, not not a whole heck of a lot. Well, I mean, not, that's not true. He did actually. He did a lot, but nothing. Not too much of note. He did a bunch of TV episodes. Starsky and Hutch, Barnaby Jones, Serpico. Del Vecchio, The Streets of San Francisco, Tales of the Unexpected. Um, in 1977, he was in a TV movie called The Hostage Heart. Uh, he was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind mm-hmm. He's a, as a military police officer. Do you think, um, hmm. you know, when um, actors get typecasted into certain roles or whatever, like, when I watch this movie, like I could, I pick like Rocky. Obviously, Sylvester Stallone did a lot of other things, and I could picture him doing those other things and being other characters, or whatever. I I can't picture Apollo Creed doing anything but Apollo Creed. I know he was Action Jackson, you know, he was in some other things, but Predator. 
I can't picture him being anything other than Apollo Creed. Well, he talks about that a lot in his interviews that he was typecast. Yeah, I believe it, man. <clears throat> he brings it up a lot. He was a football player, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Oakland Raiders, I believe. And then uh, I, he played for your uh, CFL too, man. Canadian Football League. Really? Yeah. Sweet. I mean, I could go back in my notes for Rocky One and tell you, but mm. I don't even know where they are, to be honest. <laughs> 1977, he was in a movie called Semi-Tough. In uh, 78, The Bermuda Depths, which, is, which is a TV movie. And 1978, he was in a war movie called Force 10 from Navarone. Who's next? Force 10 sounds like the beer we have down here. Yeah? Well, 10%, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> I, what would they say? That, um, that Canadian beer is like moonshine? Yeah, a lot of it is, yeah. It's a wall. Still tastes like beer, but it's strong. Mm-hmm. It's really strong. I like American beer because it's you can it you, it's lighter, but you can savor it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you, and you can drink, you can drink more of it. Yeah, you can drink twenty of them and still function. Yeah. So before, it, it, like the taste is, I like the something about the taste is I I, I love it. Mm. Anyway, all right. So before we get to the next character, you see the ambulance comes through a red light, lights and sirens blazing, and right on its tail is a news van driving yes, very recklessly, blowing through red lights, following the ambulance to the hospital, right? Yeah. But when yeah. the ambulance gets to the hospital, there's reporters everywhere. Mm-hmm. So was this news van's job just to follow the ambulance, or is this news news just late to the party? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, may, maybe they were following the ambulance footage, or maybe they were trying to beat Polly there to... Uh, so he wouldn't jump in the shots. <laughs> <laughs> He's right on the ambulance's tail. Right on the tail of the ambulance. You know what's funny? I always thought that that was a second ambulance. Oh. Like, mm. as, as all my years watching this movie, I didn't realize it was a news van until I was covering it um, for this. Minute? Yeah, but minute by minute. Where's the other ambulance? Because they didn't go in the same ambulance together <laughs> to the hospital. Well, maybe... Apollo's ambulance driver took him directly to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> doing a tour of Philly. Right. Uh, Apollo got airlifted. His his injuries were more serious. He had internal injuries. So maybe, maybe he got airlifted. He didn't maybe, get airlifted. Maybe that helicopter shot was him getting airlifted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Burgess why, was- uh, real quick, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, when they do this, when they put our credits in the beginning of a movie there's always one like the last one that says and so and so as so and so like why it didn't say Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Apollo Creed as, I mean mm-hmm. Apollo Creed as Carl Weathers Carl Weathers <laughs> as Apollo Creed but when they get to the last this last one and Burgess Meredith as Mickey why do they do that for some I, I think it's like the big tribute because Burgess was around for so long doing so many different things and was so established that I'm guessing it, he was like the what do you want to call that? Like the big name, like the uh, the name. The, yeah. The ma- do they do that after this one, or is know. it just in this? Well, it, it wasn't. It was in. It was in the first one. I, we had Scott Corelli on for that, and you know Scott Corelli's in the industry, and he, and he said it was like kind of just like Matt said. It, it was like a tribute. It's like he he was the marquee name, so uh, mm. he gets the as credit. It's also like union crap too. Like actors mm-hmm. union shit, you know, maybe Burgess Meredith's uh, agent was pushing hard or you know demanding that he gets that kind of credit. Oh, and ever uh, just a little shout out here, side note: 
Uh, everybody should check out Annie Mae P. Lone on Facebook. She's doing a lot of Burgess Meredith restoration and stuff. Sometimes she does like screens or early Prince of Rocky and stuff like where the color's different, where it's all aged. Wow. She's doing a lot of really awesome restoration work and she's she's Burgess Meredith's niece or great niece, I believe. That's so great about um, her. <laughs> yeah, she's doing all this really cool uh, Burgess Meredith work. What's her name again? Yeah, what's it Annie called? Mae Pilon. What? Annie Mae Pilon. Yeah, or Annie Pylon. Pylon? Pylon? In, in English, I think it's Pylon, P-I-L-O-N, and in French, it's P-I. It's the same, but it's Pilon. Pilon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She's doing a lot of really great work over there with a lot of like really cool Burgess stuff, you know, hitting the road, yeah. uh, bringing Burgess to a new generation. So, Awesome. That's good because we shouldn't forget about that guy. You guys should contact her for uh, for Rocky Minute. I'm sure she would love to talk to you guys. You know, I think I might. Do you have her number? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give you uh, I'll give you her contact info later on. Awesome. She's really really nice. Great girl. Huh. Really nice. Yeah, we got to get more into the interview game. Um, so Burgess, 1977, he was in a short called Circassia. Also, 77, he was in The Sentinel, which is a movie. He did a couple of TV movies, Johnny, We Hardly Knew Ya, Tailgunner Joe, SST, Death Flight, The Last Hurrah. Well, those are all TV movies. Mm-hmm. 1977, he was in something called Golden Rendezvous and The Manitou. 77 through 70. Twilight Zone. Did he do Twilight Zone? I'm not sure. Uh, I think his Twilight Zone stuff was earlier in the 60s, maybe. Mm-hmm. He did a uh, Batman, obviously. He did some more TV, uh, yeah, obviously Batman. That was also the '60s, right? Um, the Wandering Muse of Artemis the Locust. Flag. I'm just going like the stuff that he did between Rocky One and Rocky Two. He was a busy dude. The Amazing Captain Nemo, Kate Bliss, and the Ticker Tape Kid. Those are all TV mm. movies. Also, he was in a mm. uh, a feature called Foul Play with Goldie Hawn and Chevy Chase. Puff the Magic Dragon TV short. He did the voice of Puff. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in 1978, he was in a movie called Magic, which is a uh, creepy as hell movie about a ventriloquist uh, starring Anthony Hopkins. Mm. Um, I looked up the trailer for this movie, Magic. The trailer is, if you were a kid and you saw this on TV, you, you wouldn't sleep for a month. It is chilling, the trailer for this movie, Magic. Uh, and the Great Bank Hoax, 1978. <laughs> so he was busy. He was busy. Mm-hmm. busy. So we- he did a lot of other cool stuff, too, in his spare time. He was like a beekeeper. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wow. Awesome. He had like a lot, apparently, he had a lot of different hobbies and liked to try different things all the time. Mm-hmm. And was really just really friendly and kind and... Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Should dig deeper into uh, Burgess Meredith. Yeah. If there, I've always said if there was two guys I wish I could interview, it would be Burgess Meredith and uh, Richard Crenna. Those hmm. two are just amazing careers. Like Richard Crenna with the radio, all the radio work he did. Mm-hmm. It's just, he, wow. He's insane. dead. Richard Crenna. Yeah. In in I think in the not late nineties or early nineties no late nineties or early two thousand. Hmm. Somewhere around. 
so we got featuring Tony Burton, Joe Spinell, Leonard Gaines, who is the con- commercial producer that we'll meet in a couple of minutes, and John Plachette. Uh, Tony, Burton. Tony Burton, yeah. <laughs> uh, John Plachette, who is the asshole director um, that we'll meet in a few minutes also. Um, Joe Sp- oh. oh, is he the commercial guy? Yeah, John Plachette. That com- like the, uh, the, the, the... You have wasted our time, sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that guy was that guy was mean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What he, a mean bastard that guy. <laughs> uh, he, you know, I mean, he was clearly the villain in Rocky too. Everybody, yeah. everybody wanted to knock that guy clean out. They should should fight should should sign him to fight Union Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, looking into a little bit of Joe Spinell's what he's been doing since mm-hmm. I, I came across this film that he was in called star crash okay he played yeah based on the book or something right was that a book i i, I might be con- uh, confusing it with snow crash oh i uh, i don't know about yeah. snow crash but joe anyway. spinell joe spinell let me see here joe spinell uh played a character he was the villain in it called count zarth arn oh it's this was a a space movie and uh, again, I watched a trailer for this, and it—I I mean, I guess trying to piggyback off the success of Star Wars at the time. This was 1978. Yeah, um, Star Wars was a, a year old, uh, but this is terrible. It's a terrible looking movie. It has a young David Hasselhoff in it. It's uh, nice. It's <laughs> it's cheesy looking. It, it looks it, it's like a like Power Rangers kind of sets. Just wow. Did you guys see that that documentary on Joe Spinell where they were talking about him and Stallone coming up and no. they were friends and he was giving Sly no. money and helping him out? And, and no, did you see that one, Jay? I did not see that. I didn't no. know they had a documentary about Joe Spinell. Yeah, just he was like married to some porn star or something like oh. that. Or, oh, good for him. Get it, Joe. I don't know. Some weird. He had some weird story. And, like he had like some some like uh, blood problem or something and. That's what eventually led to his death. Yeah, he, like when he, when he, he fell died, in the shower. He, out. he fell in the shower and he was bleeding, and he went and laid down on the couch and bled to death. He had like a blood disorder, and he bled to death in his yeah. apartment. You said a blood problem was it all left his body? Yeah. Oh, poor, poor. Stick choice. this in your glove, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pour pour I, some I'm out. For... For... <laughs> yeah. All right. So we we also got the credits for Sylvia Meals, who is Marianne Creed. She died in 2011. Pour some out. She died? Yeah. 2011. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's why I, she was I in. I have. Creed, maybe. Sylvia Meals died in 2007. Seven? Mm-hmm. Do, so, we have, mm. do, do we have a controversy on our hands? A, a Rocky Minute controversy? First big controversy. How, how, excited, how excited are you guys for, uh, for Felicia Rashad and uh, Bridget Nielsen getting together in, in Creed 2? Uh, oh, 2011. You're right. I'm wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I mean, they they didn't have too much interaction except like the pre-fight Rocky Four um, thing when uh, uh, Ludmilla told uh, Marion Creed that, yeah. that she hopes they can be friends. I'm 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 excited for Creed too. That's just uh, for another another day. Well, I was I was interviewing Rick and he said that uh, there's a gym scene. I can't really go that much into it, but he said that there's a gym scene with Rocky and Felicia Rashad. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be quite the heart puncher of a scene. Oh boy, coming out! So I can't wait to see footage. That footage. 
November. What, what, November. Which means during the time of, of this release, we'll be weeks away from Creed 2. Weeks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just go through these next couple. Paul McHale's Far, Father Carmine. Frank McRae is the meat foreman, that giant black guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill Baldwin and Stu Nahan, the fight announcers. Did you forget Leonard Gaines? Nope. Nope. I did not. We didn't get there yet? No, I said it before. What did you say? Leonard Gaines, the commercial producer. Oh, my God. What oh, the yeah, hell yeah. was I? Where was I doing that? Uh, probably. We're going to make a buck together, you and I. Yeah. That guy. And uh, the, I think when I, when I, when I was, on, <laughs> was on Going the Distance, they brought up the, <laughs> the guy in the cast was the guy from Robocop. Oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> He's from Robocop. Oh, he died in 2007. I wrote down that, that uh, Meals died in 2007. It was, it was him. Wow. He died in 2007. I'll tell you this: that what they got going for Robocop, for the new Robocop looks amazing, mm-hmm. amazing, absolutely insane. But this isn't Robocop minute. This is no. I, have, minute, I, so. I I think I think Robocop minute is in the works. I think it is. Really? Yeah, I, I heard it mentioned. Um, don't quote me on that, but uh, I th- I think it's it's in the works. Did you talk about Frank McRae? Paper work for them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't talk much about Frank McRae. I just said he was the meat foreman. There was an interesting thing. He was the uh, a defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears. He played six games in 1967. I believe it. He's a big wow. dude. Mm-hmm. He's a big dude. And he was the police captain he is, for 48 hours. So novelization. Last action hero. He was really cool. Mm-hmm. Last action hero. Uh, another movie I've never seen. That's such a great movie. Such an underrated classic. Last action they can hero minute. Where they want with a sequel to that. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Cool. They could they could go into like any movie they want. They could, if 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 they could if they could sign all the like kind of like how that Steven Spielberg movie did last summer, mm. where they signed all the different properties. If they could do that with Last Action Hero two, oh my god, the sky's the limit. You could have like Riggs and Murtaugh and Cabretti and jack slater all together that would be amazing come on mclean <laughs> i'm not i'm not arguing that would be that would be incredible <laughs> i i, I have yeah. to watch last action hero one though i have to watch it oh you got to you got to script is really good too a little bit different but really really good uh we have here we have the novelization of rocky 2 i'm holding it in my hands yes yeah, i see it and uh where'd you is, get it from this is what rocky rocky himself is thinking during the ambulance ride yeah <clears throat> I gotta get into character. Hold on. <clears throat> hey, yo. Yeah, definitely. The only time I was ever arrested was for loitering after some of my fights, which I lost. Sometimes I'd have to hitchhike back from Paramus or Union City, New Jersey, and some rookie cop looking to shine his badge up in front of the sergeant would pick me up and put me in the back of a wagon like he made some big score. End scene. You know, it's funny that you mention that because going back to the. The Jerry Porter episodes. Mm, Jerry Porter, our good buddy. Mm-hmm. But Jerry Porter, like, he fascinates me, Jerry. <laughs> Completely fascinating. Um, uh, like, one, one of the things I was going to throw out there is when Adrian, you know, I would be more worried instead, you know, of a Rocky trying to handle me after he touched those turtles. But <laughs> yeah. in the book, I remember you guys talking about Rocky's. Uh, loves before Adrian, and I think it's in Rocky Two because it's all uh, first person Rocky, right? Yeah. Rocky Two, the novelization. Yep. He says something about how he was an experienced lover before Adrian. Yeah, I, I f- 
I found that out later on that yeah he 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 does make some allusions to uh, like um, Paulie supposedly like hooked him up with his first girlfriend or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that there was. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it. I, I'm I'm gonna go through this book <laughs> with a fine tooth. No, you will. <laughs> no kidding. So uh, yeah. So any yeah, any uh, a lot of weird things in there. Yeah, any previous lover stuff we'll 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 cover eventually. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm eager to, to get to minute eight. What do you guys say? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. Um, Matt, what do you got? Well, I know tomorrow, which is tomorrow, <laughs> not in November. <laughs> no. We're working on uh, we're going to do a test reading for Cobra 2 tomorrow. Yeah, so you can find that on Studio Red Band 2. In, in this present time of Rocky Minute, it'll probably be a couple episodes back on the page. But you can find that on... Studio Red Band 2 at archive.org. Yeah, we got a couple of Stallone readings that we're going to be doing nice. uh, in preparation for Rambo 5 and and uh, a couple other a couple other great ones like Cliffhanger 2 and Isobar and Gale Force and and Fatalis and all those ones that you never got to see. So, so you got like the what could have been podcast of all things Stallone. Yeah, yeah. It's like a what could have been, but it's spread across many different types of podcasts. It's a very weird uh, hodgepodge of things we got going right here. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Where can they find us? Um, we, you can find us on uh, our Facebook listeners group, Mighty Mix. Um, you can find us at Twitter, at Rocky Minute. Uh, we also have an Instagram now, Rocky Minute. Oh, yes, the Instagram. You forgot that last I time? I did. Yeah, okay. I did. Uh, we have an email, rockyminute at gmail.com. Uh, you can <laughs> watch our episodes on our Home Away From Home, Dueling Genre, where you can find a whole bunch of other movie by minute and other original content uh, by uh, Scott Corelli, mm-hmm. a good friend of the show. Yes, yes. And uh, so go over there, check that out, check out all our stuff, check out Matt's stuff, and uh, come back tomorrow where we discuss more Rocky Minutes. What are we waiting for? Take this! Uh, Richard Krenna was a commanding officer in Rambo. Mm. Remember the... <laughs> On Friends, Phoebe was trying to write that song for the baby, Emma. Not much rhymes with Emma, except Richard Crenna. I don't remember that. All right. This is Friends Minute, everybody. <laughs> we should do Friends Minute. <laughs>